I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Ed Rolf, co-founder and CEO at Laundrap. Hello, Ed. Hi, guys. How you doing? Oh, well, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, listen, we've got to be nice to Ed, because I think Ed has been through the wars a bit. You were headbutted in the mouth by your little one last night, weren't you? Indeed. Not the, not the kind of thing uh, you want <laughs> to uh, happen just before a uh, podcast interview. But um, yeah, my uh, daughter decided to... Uh, to uh, headbutt me in the mouth, so uh, bleeding mouth at midnight, and uh, so uh, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It's not. It, it, it's it must be horrible. <laughs> um, this funny thing is, if she you know, if if this podcast is still on the internet in about twenty years times, uh, and she happens to listen, she'll probably have a little giggle to herself. Anyway, <laughs> that's a great idea. You know, um, just something quite random. Sorry, um, is uh, I actually my daughter was born i actually set up an email address for her so actually it's not a week that goes by that i don't mail her something um so i will certainly send her a link to this podcast yes definitely now ed the shift from marketer to entrepreneur is what i want to talk about today uh, let's start off uh, by you telling us a little bit about yourself yeah absolutely Sandy. so um yeah i mean well you know i'm ed ralph and i'm a digital well, well i'd like to uh, call myself a digital entrepreneur these days um, look, I've worked in the digital marketing profession um, now for a couple of decades or so. Had a great opportunity to work for a number of really innovative businesses. Um, the first decade or so of my experience, you know, was forged within the gaming industry. So got to work for some great um, classic gaming companies. Um, so if there's any gamers out there, um, I got great opportunities to work on games like Resident Evil and. Mm civilization and uh roller coaster tycoon and games like that it was a great great time in my life and then more recently focused on um basically entrepreneurship and creating digital businesses um so i've been in the space a long time um my last business um that i worked for was a company called mind candy um which is a very successful social gaming studio um based in shoreditch in london mm-hmm. um and helped build that business up to a 200 250 person business um so it's very very successful wow uh more recently actually i took i had a great opportunity to go traveling uh, with my wife um about two years ago so we took six months out went traveling around the world which was fantastic Mm. um and notebook and pencil in hand um come up with hundreds and hundreds of business ideas 
Unfortunately, it's the classic serial entrepreneur's dilemma of just too many ideas and, and not having enough time to actually execute. You know, I can, I can relate to that so much. <laughs> so got back to London and um, tried, to, um, tried to get some of these ideas um, off the ground. Um, had two or three really interesting ideas, uh, Laundrap being one of them. And yeah, and haven't really looked back since. Fantastic. So you have made this transition then. I mean, how important is a sort of personal profile uh, and building this sort of to gain credibility as you make that transition? Yeah, do you know, it's, it's a difficult one. And it's something that I've definitely pondered because, you know, when I first set out in the world of marketing, um, I actually came from a graphic design background, um, ironically, and almost, almost by accident fell into marketing. But when I did, I realized that marketing was fantastic. It allowed me the opportunity to not only be creative, but also really use my entrepreneurial skills um, and analytical skills as well. And very early on, I made some what now seems some pretty smart decisions, although they certainly weren't premeditated. So I think very early on, in your career, certainly within the marketing profession, it's all about credibility. Mm. And credibility usually comes from building experience. And that's usually through uh, traditional employment. And so, you know, I was employed for 10 years or so, um, working my way through um, the marketing profession. So very, very classic um, career path in terms of starting out as a marketing assistant and moving my way through traditional product management type roles, brand management type roles. Um, I was very fortunate to get a very big break very early on where I was head of marketing for a very large company um, in my mid-20s. I'm a big fan of, of, of quotes and one of my favorite quotes is, is sometimes, you know, you just have to jump and build the parachute on the way down. <laughs> um, and, you know, it very much felt like that at that time in my life that I was really thrown into the deep end and, and really had to try and figure things out. But what I realized um, was actually if there was a manual on how to become an entrepreneur, then actually marketing probably is the most closely aligned profession to entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, you know, if I could rewind time and decided way back um, when I started my career to become an entrepreneur, then it would have been a marketing um, profession that I would have moved into. The other thing I would say as well is that, look, I read lots of books. Sorry, listeners, there was a technical problem with Skype, so we've switched to Ed's mobile. That's why the sound has suddenly changed. Carry on, Ed. Yeah, I'm a big reader of books, um, although I'm quite short time these days. I tend to listen to more audio books. But one of the, the great series of books that I would advise people to read um, is the Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, series of books. And in particular, there's one book um, which really helped me personally in terms of um, seeking this kind of entrepreneurial life. And it's a book called Cashflow Quadrant. I would definitely advise people to, to, to look it up. Yeah. Um, it talks very briefly about um, essentially the path that you take for your career. Um, so there's four steps in, in that journey. Um, and they go from um, essentially being an employee through to a specialist, um, through to a business owner, through to an investor. And everybody basically falls into one of those four quadrants. Now, 
I think one of the things for me, and I think for everybody else that, that maybe is thinking about this type of lifestyle, is understanding where they fall onto that quadrant. Because not everybody wants to become an entrepreneur. Um, but most people do start out as being an employee. And within that quadrant, essentially, you build credibility, you're, you're learning new experiences, and then you have a decision to make. You can either remain in that quadrant or you can move on to become a specialist. And specialists are usually freelancers. Um, sometimes they have their own limited companies, but essentially you become um, well-known um, as, as doing one thing particularly well. Um, then, you know, some people then progress and want to become business owners and then move on to become investors. Now, you can be successful in any one of those quadrants, but I think it's very interesting when you approach it that way because, like I say, not everybody wants or has the skill set or desire to become an entrepreneur. Um, but if it's a path that you choose to take, then um, I think that it's a something that you almost need to consider the steps and the journey to actually get there. Um, one of the things I also learned very, very early on was actually um, particularly working within the marketing profession. Um, marketers tend to be the glue um, within organizations. Um, they're in a very fortunate position where they get to work with um, a cross-section of the entire business. So they'll get to work with the finance team, business intelligence, technology, product. Um, I mean, the actual definition of marketing, uh, well, one of the definitions of marketing, the management of exchange relationships, which basically means that it's a management of relationships, be that relationships with directly with a customer or relationships within an organization. And that is a classic I think a foundation for uh, entrepreneurship, because when you're an entrepreneur, you're expected to understand marketing and technology and finance and working with investors. And really marketing is, only, is one of the few professions that actually give you that very, very well-rounded skill set. I know that you're a great believer in, in sort of validation and credibility. I'm, I'm interested in sort of what role social media um, sort of takes in that, Ed. Yeah, social media is a, a very interesting point. And, you know, I certainly do a lot from a social media standpoint. I certainly wouldn't consider myself a social media expert. One of the things I did very, very early on was ensure that I have my own website. Um, so my website is just edrelf.com. Yeah. Um, and on there, I then promote all of my various social media channels. Um, I tend to post mostly about quotes and books and kind of um, things that I'm doing in kind of my, my, my everyday profession. Um, I tend to not have that much time to actually engage in conversation. I know that social media is much more about an engagement channel and not just about broadcast. Um, however, unfortunately, time, time certainly restricts me in terms of that. Mm. So for me, um, social media is definitely a little bit more about broadcast. Um, but there's also something around what I term optics as well. You know, when you're a entrepreneur, at some point or another, you'll have a business idea and you'll want to obviously uh, form a team and then uh, potentially bring on um, investors. Now, in this day and age, when you meet with a potential investor, uh, be it a, a venture capitalist group or uh, an angel investor, uh, the very first thing that they will do is they will look you up on LinkedIn or they will um, look at your Twitter profile or they'll yeah. do just a random Google search for you. Yeah. So optics are incredibly important. 
And I just found by having your own website and just considering the optics of your kind of outward facing profile, it just helps validate you even before you get to um, to meet these people um, in a face-to-face meeting. So that's been very, very important to me. So when you say optics, Ed, you, you mean sort of the way it looks, the way it presents itself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you did a search for my name right now, I mean, the first listing that you'll see on Google will be my own website. Yes. Now, if you didn't have your own website, then I'm not entirely sure what would come first. Maybe it would be your Facebook profile. Maybe, But either way, it's probably not something that you want a potential investor um, to be to be reading. So just by managing those profiles and thinking about how they um, certainly are perceived from an outward facing standpoint, I think really, really helps you. I mean, a really good example would be somebody like, um, you know, Richard Branson, um, who's incredibly active on social media. Yeah. You know, the, the, he has incredibly good optics and um, yeah, and it's obviously, there's a lot of consideration that's gone into that. Now, unfortunately, I don't have the benefit of having a social media team um, to manage my profile. Mm. Um, <laughs> so for me, I, I, I'm pretty much relying on, on at least having a website and then using social media as a broadcast channel. What would you say is the most important change uh, marketers need to make if they want to move to becoming an entrepreneur, especially in terms of you know, sort of um, social media and the like? Yeah, I think that's a very good question, Andy. And I think that the the role of a marketer has really changed a lot over the last decade. It's actually a very challenging role now. And, you know, I've been the CMO at two or three previous businesses. And um, I'm not sure if you're aware or your listeners are aware, but, you know, the, the CMO role is actually, if you look at all of the chief level roles um, across an organization, CMO role has traditionally been the role that has had the most attrition. Yeah. Um, and that brings a big challenge for people that are moving into that role. Now, I think that the issues there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, with that role, 
is firstly, um, I think that there is certainly a high management levels within certain companies, there's still a lack of understanding over marketing and what is the role of marketing. I've certainly found in my career that there are people that just get tagged with a marketing uh, job title, mm. even though they aren't necessarily really working in marketing. Um, so I think that there's still an identity crisis somewhat with certain types of roles within marketing, and it also doesn't help where you have just huge technological change also happening um, at the same time. So I think the role, particularly of a CMO, I haven't experienced a more challenging time right now um, for that role. But that said, I think the one thing for marketers, as long as you have the right mindset and in terms of the change that needs to be made, and this really needs to come from the top of the organization and come down is this concept of making mistakes and actually celebrating mistakes because actually it's through making mistakes and through being creative and through empowering people to actually be able to make mistakes. That's where people learn. And that's been probably one of the more defining things within my career. And certainly now I've been in a position where I've been building companies is really creating a culture, an environment of allowing people to make mistakes. Because look, marketing is a creative industry and you can't always be right. And it's like going to the gym. You have to break muscle to build muscle. And much the same thing within marketing as well. You know, you, yeah. you, you may try 10 things and only five or six of them actually work. But you need to be able to celebrate the things that didn't work to allow you to then be able to optimize the things that do. Mm. And, you know, old traditional companies are very difficult in terms of um, embracing that type of approach. But I think that that's why, you know, startups even exist, because they take that type of entrepreneurial approach. And that, I think, is probably a big challenge, but something that really needs to be driven from an executive level, a CMO type role into an organization. Now, when you're moving from a sort of marketing background to becoming an entrepreneur, there must be some specific challenges that we face when we do that. What would those challenges be? So I think the biggest challenge, or certainly one of the biggest challenges, is around, um, I, th I think I said this before, but it's around ensuring that you as a marketer have um, had the opportunity to interface with as many different departments as possible and individuals that represent a traditional cross-section of, of a company. Mm. So, for example, you know, I work with lots of marketing people that maybe they are an affiliate marketer or they're a search marketer or they're a social media marketer. And unless you want to potentially be an entrepreneur and set up a business within that very specific vertical, then it's actually very challenging to break out of that cycle. So the big challenge and you know, the, 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 the transition you need to make there is you have to, I think, be honest with yourself and ask yourself, look, do I actually want to be somebody that just focuses in one very specific niche or am I the person that wants to potentially be, you know, an MD or a CEO of a tech startup? And in which case, if it's that 
that you're seeking, then you absolutely need to broaden your skill set and not go too deep within one specific area. Mm. Um, so for me personally, I'm incredibly um, knowledgeable and spent, you know, almost 10 years basically just working within digital marketing. And you know, digital marketing, as you know, is an incredibly broad area already. Um, but it won't having a digital marketing background is good. Going too deep in one specific area potentially can hold you back in terms of taking that next step to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Actually, what you need to do is you need to have a fundamental grounding in as many different marketing areas and different areas of the business as possible. So, you know what? Work with finance, work with the affiliate guys, the search guys, social media guys, work with the product team, the tech team, understand the platforms, understanding how everything hangs together. You know, that is the fundamental grounding that you really need as an entrepreneur. Um, And as I said, it's not for everybody, but I think if you come from marketing, in by its very nature, you will already work with a cross section of everybody in the business. So it gives you a really, really good grounding um, to potentially become an entrepreneur in the future. So, can you give us some top tips uh, for marketers who are looking to become entrepreneurs, Ed? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I would say some big tips certainly is, um, and and I'm, I'm slightly biased, um, but I would say read and continue reading. I mean, there are some great books out there. And um, for me personally, I take great inspiration um, by reading. Um, I've already mentioned the Rich Dad Ports ad series, which I think is great. I mean, the Four Hour Work Week is a book um, that almost changed my life and my approach to what I do, actually. Um, there's also another great book, which I, every single employee of every business that I build, I personally buy them a copy of this book. Yeah. And um, that book's The Lean Startup. It's a great book. I advise everybody to read that book as well. So I would certainly say read um, and also listen to podcasts like this. Yeah. You know, um, I think I've mentioned to yourself already, Andy, you know, this was a podcast that I listened to four or five years ago. Um, wow. And although I wouldn't consider myself, you know, an active listener listening to every single one, you know, I've probably listened to maybe 60 or 70 episodes. Mm. And, you know, you can take great inspiration from listening to podcasts and, and reading. So I certainly would put that up there as a top tip. The other thing is consider your own personal brand and your own personal optics. You know, if you want to become an entrepreneur, then you need to consider how you're projecting yourself um, to build credibility. The other thing, as, a, as, a, as I said before, you know, is making sure that you're working with as large a cross-section of an organization as possible. Um, and, you know, sometimes being an entrepreneur and being a CEO isn't a popularity contest. I mean, actually, one of my other favorite quotes is around, you know, the CEO role actually being one of the loneliest roles in a business. Actually, you know, sometimes you just have to, um, it's not just about, you know, building good relationships in departments. It's actually understanding how those departments work to actually build the foundation blocks of a business that's incredibly important as well. Yeah. Um, and I think the last thing as well is just making sure that you are creative and entrepreneurial in all of the decisions that you make, no matter how um, niche your specific area may or may not be. So, for example, 
you know, if I was a search marketer and, you know, I feel probably 20 or 30 very large search campaigns myself. So it's a topic that I understand greatly. Um, you know, you can also be entrepreneur in, in terms of how you approach that. So yeah. it's not just about being a great talker or presenting yourself well. It's just about taking a creative and entrepreneurial path in terms of your own role. Yeah, that's probably, uh, that's probably the best tips I can give you. Well, Ed, thank you so much for that inspirational story and those tips. Just tell us briefly about what Laundrap does and also how people can find out more about you and Laundrap. Yeah, so Laundrap's a very exciting business. Of course, I'm entirely biased. It was a business that I set up um, just, believe it or not, about nine or ten months ago. And it's been really growing at an exponential rate. I mean, basically, the, the, the best way of describing Laundrap very quickly is, I mean, Laundrap is effectively like a remote control for your laundry. Mm. So we've been described as being like the Uber of laundry. Right. So hopefully you kind of get it from that. Essentially, what you do is order dry cleaning and laundry um, services directly through an app. So we have an Android and iOS app where you can order um, laundry and dry cleaning services. Mm -hmm. And right now we're live across the whole of London, um, including Greater London. We've actually just launched in Birmingham. Um, a couple of days ago, and we're also live in Edinburgh as well. Wow. And um, very shortly, we'll be expanding to international markets. And that's in the space of just nine months. So it's quite a, an amazing and um, magical business that we've built here. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going incredibly well. Fantastic. Is it dry cleaning, Ed, or just normal cleaning, or both? So it's actually, uh, it's actually both. So dry cleaning is what's well, very straightforward, as you can imagine. Shirts, trousers, dresses, etc. Laundry is actually um, dealt with in a slightly different way. So with laundry, we actually do laundry by, uh, by the bag. So essentially, when you order uh, laundry services um, using the Laundrap app, what happens is we dispatch a driver. Yeah. Because it's full collecting delivery. We dispatch a driver. They come to your um, house or your place of work. Um, in fact, we even had customers um, where we've delivered and collected from the pub. <laughs> um, so uh, we will literally um, dispatch a driver anywhere. And um, when they arrive, uh, the laundry services, they'll give you a laundrap bag. Basically, yeah. you fill that bag with your laundry. We take that bag away. Um, it gets uh, cleaned and processed at our facilities, then um, is delivered back to you, cleaned and folded. So it's really oh. simple as that. I'll tell you what, mothers of students will love this uh, this business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very popular with students and um, city <laughs> professionals. And yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a great business. And look, the thing with laundry and dry cleaning is, you know, when, when, when I first came up with this concept, um, along with the rest of the team here, none of us have experience of laundry and dry cleaning. But what we do have experience of is creating businesses that can change the world. And I know that sounds incredibly cliche, but we're talking about an industry here that hasn't changed in, in four or five decades. Mm. You know, this industry reached its peak in the 1980s and it's just completely ripe for smart digital technology. So, you know, we, we've, we've brought on board um, a team of some of London's best digital entrepreneurs, marketers and technologists. And yeah, and, and, and you know, the, the proof is very much in the pudding and uh, yeah, it's doing incredibly well. I absolutely love it. So how can people get hold of uh, you yourself, Ed? 
Yes, absolutely. So you can certainly find out more about me. Um, you can just go to my website, which is just edrelf.com. That's uh, edrelf.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can certainly find me on all the usual social media channels, and you can find out more details um, on Laundrap at just laundrap.com, or you can download the app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, show notes, as usual, at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you'd like to leave a review, that would be fantastic. And we have an email hotline, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk, and a phone hotline if you want to leave a message or a question, plus 44-1273-256-150. So that's all from me, Andy White, and it's goodbye from Ed. Goodbye, listeners. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.